Welcome to Worst Show Ever. I'm CJ Boyd, your host, and I am at the Gold House in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I am in the kitchen. We've just played a show um, here with Jasmine Crosby, who organized the show, and Celia McKinnon, who played. Andrew Weathers, who just walked in, also played and is leading <laughs> sheepishly over. Um, it, just a second ago, there was like a party atmosphere and everyone just left and so now it just got quiet which yeah. is maybe worked out great as far as recording ago, yeah. <laughs> um now you guys you're both from santa fe originally yeah. no where are you f- oh i know where you're from yeah you're from california like me i'm from california <laughs> um and where are you from originally i'm from santa fe yeah santa fe yeah i figured i know you had old stories with madeline but now neither of you guys have done a lot of like touring but you've played a lot of shows she has done some touring i haven't but you have not really i've like played like sporadic shows like when the time was right but i haven't like gone out of my way to be on tour yeah yeah but you've both been doing things for a while so that this show star canyon this is um project just played um and you were saying you went up and did the tid wrench there was up in uh or was it? No, it was Gatos. It was Gatos in Gattas, Seattle. Gatos yeah. Gatos in Seattle. And did some shows. Is your story from from that period or is it different? Is it like... Well, I just thought of a second one, too. Can I tell two? You can totally do two. Okay. So, yeah. Well, why don't we start with you then? I'll tell them in chronological order. So the first uh, worst show ever was uh, here in Albuquerque. And when I was 18, I moved into my like first house with a f- few people. Um, and was like dead set on it being a show house and just decided without really confirming with my roommates that it was going to be a show house. We were going to have raging wild shows. Okay. Um, and so then for the first show, I like started trying to book and somehow ended up with like five bands on the bill and being 18, didn't know how to say no to anyone. So I was just like, great, we'll just have five bands on the bill. This is awesome. And so then it, like, gets to be the night of the show, and I've, like, cleaned the whole house and made food for the touring band and was feeling, like, so adult about the whole thing. And then I get this, like, call from my roommate, um, and she's like, I think I'm asphyxiating in class. I need you to come to school, pick me up, and drive me to the hospital. Um, And so I, like, went and drove her to the hospital and was, like, in the ER with her, and all these people are calling me because they're arriving at my house. Um... (laughs) The PA is in the back of the car that I'm driving, so then I, like, tag team with another roommate so that the, like, emergency room roommate isn't alone. Turns out she has a kidney infection. They, like, keep her in the hospital for, like, a couple days. Um, But in the meantime, I, like, took the PA back, and then also being 18, didn't realize that I could just be like, yo, we're having an emergency situation. The show is canceled. So I get there, and I'm just like, I gotta make this happen. The people will be disappointed if this doesn't happen. So at this point, it's like 9.30 or something, and there's five bands that are supposed to play. And, like, I was, like, so stressed out that I could not even make it through my set. Like, had, like, all my lyrics out in front of me and was just, like, stumbling and, like, trying to make bad jokes and couldn't play guitar because I was just having a really bad time. And then all of these bands so dutifully played their full sets, their full, like, half-hour sets for this show that we had started at, like, 9.30 or 9.45. And it went until 2 in the morning. <laughs> and there was no one left except for me by the last band. Even the touring band had gone to sleep upstairs. Oh, okay. And this band was, like, so honorable about playing their whole set for me. <laughs> I love that you're saying dutifully 
and honorably as opposed to like obnoxiously <laughs> or like like I mean well I feel like in a lot of those situations if you're like yo everyone's left like do you still want us to play like they were all like no we're still gonna play even though everyone's left and it felt like they were being really honorable to huh. me uh <laughs> I mean, Maybe that's not. valid. I like, I, I like spent the whole night really misinterpreting what was going on in my own life and feeling this like intense and overwhelming sense of guilt for having fucked up the show by having some personal like emergency stuff going it's on. It's mostly your fault. And I was like, it's my fault that the show is ruined and that nobody saw the last two bands. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it was the worst show ever because I just did, I was too young to have boundaries or like understand that things weren't my fault. That like someone having a kidney infection actually had nothing to do with you. Yeah, right. And yeah. you were actually being a good roommate as yeah, opposed to some like, jerk like, who's like, well, I'm I'm putting on a show, so I guess you can just asphyxiate. I mean, Or that you don't have to let all three of your friends' bands jump on a bill. Right. Mm-hmm. That's also true. Like, you don't need to ever have five bands on the bill, like, ever. It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Every now and again, I play a show that's long and it makes sense and it's fine, but as a rule... It's a good idea to not do that. I want to make a handbook for 18-year-olds who are trying to start a show house. The other, like, hot tip I have for 18-year-olds who are trying to start a show house, don't move in with two really intense Taurans who don't like to talk to people. Two intense what? They were both Tauruses, like, both my roommates, and they were both, like, they were real homebodies, so they didn't want to go out during the shows, but they didn't want to be at the show either, so... I found out, like, a year later that a lot of people thought I lived alone in this cavernous house with <laughs> Because my roommates were just never there. Okay. Um. Now, I will say, uh, my friend Neil Campo, do you guys know him at all? Mm-hmm. Um, he did make a handbook for 18-year-olds starting. I wish I had you. had it. It's awesome. It's called Building. I highly recommend it. Antiquated Future released it as a zine. That's awesome. That would be such a good thing to give to 18-year-olds. It's really handy. I actually have one copy on me. I can let you peruse it if you please. Um, He's done a ton of touring. He actually runs that site, dodiy.org. Yeah, so he's done a ton of DIY touring and just decided to write down some very basic, like, beginner-level suggestions for how to do things well but there are things that like even somebody who's been doing it for a while can also read it and be like oh that's a good point i didn't thought about that um but so so that was some like real life shit like that wasn't just like oh the audience was mean to me or something that's like your roommate has serious (laughs) shit going on yeah and she was okay like that was the best part of the story she was okay that's good but uh the other one is not is not real life shit. It was just like the weirdest situation I've ever gotten myself into, which was that after we played Gatos in Seattle, um, I was kind of just like traveling down the West Coast and like picking up shows here and there. Yeah. Um, and my friend had told me that he was going to get me a show in Portland. And so I hadn't really followed up with very many people I knew there because my friend had been like, oh, yeah, I got this like great place lined up for us. Right. Um, and so I get to Portland and a bunch of my friends live with this person as well. And so they were all like trying to like tactfully tell me like it's not a real show uh don't don't we don't want you to have really high expectations of this show and all i knew is that like my friend had like a weekly gig at some bar and that i was jumping on it okay um and so we drive out to this bar which is in the middle of fucking nowhere like i don't know portland very well but it felt like we drove out to the edge of town underneath an overpass or something 
Okay. And go into this bar that everyone's been referring to as the TARDIS room, which turns out to be a Doctor Who themed bar, which is like chock full of like life size cardboard cutouts of all Whoa. of the different Doctor Who's, but especially David Tennant. <laughs> like, like I think the owner really liked David Tennant as his like favorite Doctor. So. I'm gonna go ahead and say you're you're familiar with Doctor Who, maybe more than I am. So you, are you a fan? I was at the time. I, I, mean, I like, that, haven't was kept that a, up. Was that a good thing or a bad thing that it was a Doctor Who? It was film? cool. Like it okay. was it was kitsch. I was into it. Okay. Okay. Uh, but we get there and we're in this like weird Doctor Who themed bar under an overpass, and there's no one there. Like not a single human, and we're alone in the building for probably like ten minutes, going between yeah. the different rooms. There's like two or three rooms before finally this incredibly surly British man comes out, like old man comes out of the kitchen where he'd been. And he was, like, annoyed that we were there. And it was like, oh, this is Austin's weekly gig. He plays to this one surly British man who owns the business. Um, <laughs> and then he wanted us to play on stage at this little platform. Uh, and then there were these giant picnic tables. And there was so much stuff in the room that there wasn't really anywhere to move the picnic tables. So we ended up just flipping them on their sides so that they were, like, a little barricade between us and our friends. <laughs> because we brought, like, three friends with us who were okay. the only other people in this room full of David Tennant cardboard cutouts. Wait, and just give me an idea. How many cardboard cutouts would you guess? In my memory, there's pictures? like 20. Fucking hell. <laughs> and, like, and like, not just the cardboard cutouts, there's like posters and like the walls okay. are painted. It's like this place is decked out. It's like very kitschy. I'm super into kitschy bars, but I will say cardboard cutouts just freak me out. Like if they're life size, yeah. I just, ever since I can remember, I feel like people that put those in their window... I always think there's somebody like staring out the window, and yeah, it, I I hate them as a concept. I wish they didn't exist. It's kind Posters of a great security great. mechanism, though. Like, sure, no one's gonna fuck with your house if there's like a famous actor staring out your right. window. Right, but most things that are a really good um, security measure like that, I don't find find pleasant. Like, I mean, a Doberman Pinscher or like bear traps in your yard or things. I don't, I don't like those. Things it was either. like more comfortable than being in a room full of bear traps, I guess. But. Um, That's- so, not by so much. Good. <laughs> it, was, it felt it felt ominous. Like it didn't yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah it was kind of just like all of these cardboard eyes staring at you. But yeah, so then we flip these picnic tables on their side, um, and then our friends sit in a straight line in front of us on a bench, like they're at church or something. And then uh, it turns out that uh, not only is it not a real show, but my friend just thought we were gonna jam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we're like the like PA. You had a set. The PA was like missing a <laughs> bunch of cables, so then we were down to like just my mic cables, which meant that like I wasn't even playing with my usual rig. Like we'd had to redo a few things. Okay. And I'm like trying to be chill about it, being like it's fine. Like I wasn't really expecting much from this show. It's better than nothing. But yeah, then my friends like let's just jam on each other's songs, and all of my songs like you know for for context for listeners um are these really kind of, like, drony textural, uh, yeah. looped... Like, there's not, like, a chord progression that someone can just kind of, like, hop on and jam along. There were for my friend's songs, so we ended up just kind of playing his songs, and I was making drony noises. Um, but I'm, like, sitting on the floor behind this picnic table. Uh, <laughs> every so often I'll sit up a little higher, and I can see that my friends are still there. At one point, two of my friends just got up and left without saying goodbye. <laughs> because the other thing is that my friend, like, he wanted us to jam together... And he wanted to gym for like an hour. Yeah, that sounds uncomfortable. It felt uncomfortable. And this is a friend me. of yours. This is somebody that you like. Yeah, like we had like played music before. Um, we had like been in a couple of projects together. I like knew he liked to jam, uh, and then it was just like it. It felt so 
mortifying. I felt like I was holding my friends prisoner in this in this Doctor Who prison. <laughs> and I was their, like, guest from out of town, so they couldn't leave with, you know, other than the ones who did leave without saying goodbye, the rest of them felt obligated to, like, do whatever I wanted to do. And so then, like, I unintentionally trapped us all in this incredibly uncomfortable room for, like, an hour and a half. Now, that's... You just said something that made me think, just as a... As someone who's now been, like, collecting these stories... Um, and having heard a handful of stories now, a lot of the worst shows involve no people at them. Like sometimes, the, you know, that's a predictable thing. You know, some shows showed up and there was not a single person at the show. And that's shitty, but you just made me think of how, like, a couple of people who who don't have the choice to leave is definitely worse than no people. Like, if you have a bad show and it's just you and no one's there it's it's not fun but that guilt of feeling like i'm responsible for these people having a terrible time and it's, it's my fault and i i, I don't know what else to do but i like we're just sort of stuck in this situation i i can't leave and they can't leave and that's that's kind of on me and i should have not dragged them here that's i feel like that's way worse i've definitely been in that situation it's like the, the guilt on top of it. at least the other one it's like well this is a bummer a bad thing happened to me but you don't feel bad for making a bad thing happen to someone else in that situation but so did you guys you did kind of jam we jammed committedly <laughs> for, like, for like 45 minutes and this is like a testament to my friendship with this person of okay. being like you know what I'm like really uncomfortable with your commitment to the jam right now but I'm gonna like uh, follow. I, I think at a certain point I put my guitar down and like made meaningful eye contact from like behind the the curtain of the picnic table where no none of our audience could see me <laughs> right. making meaningful eye contact. Yeah. Like uh, we are done. Yeah. <laughs> we need to stop this now. This is this is gone. We gotta stop enough. this madness. Yeah. Yeah. This was that was enough of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm impressed. I'm. It's weird. I I love to improvise, but I'm not a jammer, and I feel like there's only it's very rare. It's like a very specific thing if I meet somebody that I'm like, oh, I want to improvise with you. Like, it's not my general thing. And universally, if someone says, do you want to jam? I say no. <laughs> and I don't know if that's, I feel like an asshole saying that, but it's, that has been my, I know that that's not my thing generally. Like, I'm, more, I'm way more interested in having, like, providing a musical experience that I think, like, moves somebody deeply than just, like, noodling around. And I feel, I feel silly. Uh, in yeah, situation. I was. Um, I feel like I've internalized a lot of like both my parents are theater artists, and like I feel like I always have their voices in my head when mm-hmm. there's even the slightest possibility that I am being self indulgent in front of an audience and trapping them there. Right. Because so many times I've heard them just be like, "Oh, that was fucking horrible. I was trapped in that horrible self indulgent play while these people right. just kind of like jacked off for an hour and a half." Or... But that's a good. I feel like that's a really good. <sighs> voice to have in your head whether it's your parents or <laughs> whatever because I feel like I mean I've seen so many sets where I think this person doesn't have that that conscience where someone is just doing something and you think like is this for anyone's benefit you know and I'm saying like people have all kinds of different tastes and whatever like I've seen many many everything from like harsh noise to you know, new metal to pop punk to whatever you can think of. I, I mean, you know, and there's a place for all of it. But when you, I've especially, for me, the worst is when somebody feels, when it seems like they have this, like, 
antagonistic relationship to the audience, like this sort of hate fuck thing going on, <laughs> where they're like, this is going to be so unpleasant, and you have to deal with it, fuck you, and they're just like, especially like harsh noise stuff where it's just like all super high pitches, just grating, and you're like, ah, oh, this is so shitty, I don't know, and like, nobody's having a good time. And it's not just that it's like, oh, nobody's into this, but the person is like trying to do something that nobody's yeah. into. And I think, why would you do that in front someone, of someone? Why, uh, why do you hate us? Someone told me a story once about this like harsh noise artist they had seen who played a set where she was just like, I'm not gonna stop playing until everyone has left the room. And that is so sadistic to just be right. like. Also, I couldn't help wondering like. There's really not, like, one dude in a black hoodie standing in front of you with his arms crossed till the end of time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I feel like if she said that, if I was in that situation, it's sort of saying, oh, okay, you want us to leave. Like, like I would be like, cool, I'm going to hang out for a minute, and then I'm going to leave. Because I feel like in a situation, especially if you're the touring act, you can't just leave. Like, I mean, so much, Andrew and I have been talking about this while we've been on tour, how, like, so much of being on tour is about your people are being hospitable to you, they're being generous to you, and if you don't show any kind of appreciation for that, like, it really feels shitty, and, and like, we both know people that we, like, distance ourselves from because they were, like, really ungrateful to the hosts that, you know, put us mm-hmm. up or, or to the people that set up the show or whatever. It's like, I don't want to be associated with that person because me doing this kind of depends on being on like good standing with people that I want to like continue to work with and stuff but I feel like yeah if if there's a somebody playing and if it's and if it's in earnest like if people are trying to do something even if I'm not into it I'm still gonna stay Mm -hmm. like just as a matter of courtesy like it's the very least that you can do with a Outside of Frontier Cafe, Frontier Diner, is it Frontier Diner? The Frontier Restaurant. This I is think? the Frontier Restaurant, a favorite in Albuquerque. Classic. It's it's a good for late night grub. Um, we just ate some food, and Jasmine's gonna tell her worst show ever story. So the worst show I ever played, um, I think I must have been like eighteen or nineteen. And I was playing the ukulele. And I was just first starting to play shows. Like, I was really excited about playing them. And I was pretty nervous about playing them. And my roommate's older brother, who's now a friend of mine, was like, oh, uh, my brother said that you play music. Uh, you want to play at my art opening? And I was like, yeah, totally. I'm in. I'd love to. And so um, I get to this art opening, and it's packed. There's, like, a ton of people. And I see my friend's brother, and he's, like, running around hectically, like talking to his professors and you know it's like his 
senior thesis show. It's like a big academic thing, and yeah. it's kind of crazy. And there's like, you know, no PA, no place for me to play. It's super jam packed. And I'm like, do you want me to play? And he's like, yeah, yeah, definitely play. And then goes back to talking. But you're saying there's just like <laughs> physically not really any place for you. No, and it was like, like a jam packed art show. Area. Yeah. Right. Okay, I got you. And so, and like the work was really great, but it was like really different work than the kinds of music I was making there. It was like okay. basically a bunch of bodies half submerged in like bath water and like kind of hair and bodies and baths and um, very clean aesthetic. And then, okay. um, was this glitter vomit stuff? Or was was this? Glitter vomit, okay. yeah. Um, and so I go there and I'm with like my three friends who are like very supportive and excited that I'm playing a show and I've been excited to play this show and so <laughs> basically we just sit down and I start like I sit on the floor and I'm just playing my ukulele in the middle of this like just acoustic just acoustic no <laughs> miking no one stops their conversation no one slows down no one does anything and my three friends are just sitting there like crisscross on the floor looking at me like hmm nice oh cool I can't even hear you from here and like, <laughs> like I've been invi- I had, actually okay so I remember now it's like it was my friend Haley who was in town from Texas and then um like these two uh, like older friends who was like I'm playing a show tonight you should come and like they're like in their 40s and they like travel the world all the time so they're like cool we'll be there and like it was the three of them sitting on the floor cross-legged like looking at me really uh confused and like how far would you say they were from you they were like as far as we are like we were really like three close. feet away yeah and they couldn't hear you and they could hardly hear me okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah i like george and i never talked about that experience after it happened i don't think he even like recognized how bizarre it was like he, he i george don't is the brother he's the brother yeah okay. it's his art show and i don't think he you know he doesn't play music and I don't think he had any idea what kind of music I played and he maybe thought that I would bring the PA or something but like it was just like okay madness so that was probably the worst show I ever played I mean I think a lot of times people who don't play music I guess you just don't know yeah the second story I have I wish Celia was here to help me tell I know it. she was really excited about well we were talking about keeping people captive yeah, in a room and yeah. it was definitely related to that so we booked this band from New Orleans and they were like kind of like cute folky like uh, very vocal based like songwritery stuff from New Orleans and we were like cool this this seems great like it'll be a fun super chill show um, you booked it at the Gold House? Yeah, I think yeah. Bella actually booked it, and we were like, okay. yeah, this this sounds great. Like, invite them, bring them over. And so they get to the house, and there's not, like, the two or three people that are said to be in the band. There are, in fact, 10 or 15 people. Whoa. Like, a huge amount of people roll out of the cars. and Multiple cars. Multiple cars. <laughs> and they're, okay. like, probably not 15 people, but, like, at, at least 10, I would say. And I feel like they were dressed, like, very, like, kind of fun like slightly costumed okay um and they were like we wrote a play and we're gonna perform it for the first time tonight we're like oh okay so they started their set and it was this completely like flow of conscious unrehearsed like kind of offensive speech play thing with some like 
bass music that went on for like I want to say like almost two hours like it was a super long time like an hour and a half and like um we eventually cut them off because we were like what are you doing wait wait and wait I got I need to understand this this is that last part threw me so there were there local bands no uh, there were two local bands. The first, the opener, like we did, like what we did tonight, where we yeah. sandwiched the most touring shows. bands. Most shows, there's like three bands. Yeah, so Celia was actually the closer. Okay. And so like, it's like she was, she was like to supposed play to play after, after. after. And they went on for two hours. Like basically, maybe less, maybe like an hour and a half, but like a super fucking long time with like this rambling, totally unrehearsed, <laughs> like made up in the car on the way there, really <laughs> fucked up poetry. There was also some like pretty offensive, like there were like these generalizations about Native Americans that we were like, this is fucked up. This is, like, okay. really actually fucked up. Like, oh, um, so there was also that. And, um, like, we composed them a letter afterwards that was like, that was so uncool. Like, what were you thinking? Like, fuck no, don't come back. And please consider not doing that in other places because it was offensive. And, yeah, but there were, like, six people just trapped in this room with them for the whole time who were like, you know, kind of the diehards who, you know, come to the shows and really, like, care about the music scene, and yeah. they were just trapped in the room for Do you, okay, so, like, in the situation that Celia was describing, the person she's staying with who can't leave because... The right, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a shitty situation, and like I said, I, I was saying earlier... I get when you're the touring act and you're like, well, I can't leave because that's, like that's rude and these people are you know often it's the case where the locals are the draw and if you're the touring band in a in a city that you don't really have that much draw they're they're do even if you don't like their music they're doing something that helps you and so you feel obligated i do wonder outside of those situations and obviously like being the host also if it's like your house that, that this is happening in like i feel like people should leave like i do think Oh, like, most people left. It, okay. They the set started and it was a packed room, and then people kept on trickling out until right. there were like two or three people stuck in the room who were like were just too polite to leave. Right. Um, and I but get like, that that yeah. some people are too polite, but I I think about this a lot. How like especially if it's not just bad, but like distasteful, mm-hmm. like offensive, racist, sexist, homophobic, well, and like, right? Like, I guess we didn't realize right away that it was so much too. Right. Like, I think if it had been like a little bit more, like it was just like really hardcore cringy. Like it was like a white lady being like, and like, you know, kind of super romanticizing Native American culture in this way that was like, just not. But as a character in the play, or like you're saying, it's kind of poetry. It was too. like poetry, yeah. It was like, but also a play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if it's you know sometimes it's like you don't realize how bad it is until you get to like think about it for a minute. But I, I think about this even even just if it's really terrible. Like I was saying earlier about just like a harsh noise that's just like trying to provoke and like upset people, but with without any like attempt to give somebody an experience that they will actually enjoy. Um, I'm kind of glad, like, I don't feel like I can leave if I'm the touring act, but like, if I'm at a show where I'm not playing, I will leave. And I feel like it's okay and actually appropriate 
to not clap for something that's terrible. Totally. <laughs> to, like, like, sometimes people need leave. feedback. The other yeah. thing is, we could have never expected that from that. Totally. Like, the music they sent us. They sent us this very cute, very kind of, like, normy like, folk m- music, you know? And it was like, oh, okay, nice. Like, come play a show. And then it just ended up being this really, really, really different Wait, you're thing. sure they were from New Orleans? Yeah. Okay. It just kind of reminds me of a band I know from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, I don't think they would do not, like, offensive, but I could totally see them they're not around anymore but there was a band I knew that would like it was pop music for the most part but they had this like performance art aspect to it and I can imagine them like getting a little too high in the car and being like yeah it was like 12 people in a car like oh we gotta do this thing we got this play let's just scrap the set like we got this whole new play we're just gonna do it on tour instead of our actual songs yeah it's or, or it's like they randomly like picked up like five new buddies and were like, "Come on tour with us today. We're leaving." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But like you were saying about feedback, I think it is important, and it's a weird. Again, I guess if if you're the touring artist, it, it's hard because you don't really feel like you can be honest all the time mm-hmm. to the people. You just sort of like trying to be. Consider it and, like, I mean, it's just, like, interesting to even say, like, complex things about, like, what someone has done instead of just, like, good job, good. Like, yeah. I noticed that, or, like, it. I liked it when that kind of stuff is, like, really, can be really constructive, too. Even if it's, like, you can, like, slip in something critical and, like, not seem, like, overly, you know. But I, I guess I just mean, like, this culture that you and I both sort of help create and participate in like this house show sort of DIY culture I do think we've gotten to where it's just expected that you like clap at every song and that you say good job and you say that was great and whatever Um, there's exceptions but I think about it sometimes as like it's not really doing any any of us any service like to just well especially if the content is like fucked up it's like let's talk about that like why did what like don't clap maybe leave like have a conversation though too like yeah you know i'll tell you actually i just remember tonight when bella got there i think when i played here it was either last year or the year before or something i don't remember what i said but i made some kind of stupid joke that was just not it wasn't I think it had something to do with like suicide like it wasn't intentionally about suicide but it like was it just lacked any kind of like self-awareness mm-hmm. and I just I said something about somebody killing themselves and Bella was like hey um I said a friend kill myself could you not joke about that and I was like fuck yeah that's a really legit thing to say and I'm really sorry it was just like, you know, this like stupid moment of just saying something that. Well, and sometimes when you're on stage and you're a little nervous or you're kind of like blabbering, like oh, yeah. weird crap comes out that you're like. No, I've stuck my foot in my mouth so many times. times. Like the thing know. that I always do is like say people's names wrong or like say right, the wrong totally. name. Like I've done I've that always, so many times yeah. <laughs> and like forget someone on the lineup or something, and it's like. Yeah, and it's but, it's embarrassing when you're like, this is a person I know. I know this fucking. 
person. And totally. I, I mean, I do that in my day-to-day life. Like, I won't be able yeah. to remember, like, one of my best friend's names. And it's just because, like, I'm doing something else kind of at the same time. And I just yeah. can't. What's funny is that being on tour, I feel like, is an excuse in a way. I mean, people sometimes will cut me slack. It's happened to me my whole life. It's not like it just started happening when I went yeah. on permanent tour. But I feel like now... It happens more where, like, I'll be in some place and they're like... Actually, there was a guy tonight. So he was talking to me like we were buds, but I couldn't remember. So, the, and that's... I mean, this is... Aside from the whole drama thing that happened. Earlier, I was thinking, I feel like a liar if I just go along with it and I don't say, I'm sorry, I don't actually know who you are. But then I feel rude if I do that. I just go along with it every time. One time I went along with it, and this person was like, I met you and your mom in a hot tub. And I was like, what? (laughs) 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 It really caught me off guard. I, like, invited this person to a show and was like, yeah, coming out. And then he, like, put that, and I was like, oh, really? And then I eventually remembered where I met him, and it was in a hot tub with my mom. But He was joking about that. No, it was real. It happened. Oh, I just it didn't was. like. Wait, so you did meet you in a hot tub? Yeah, with my mom. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> but it was just like the context. I was like, really? Why? And he was like kind of asking about my mom, and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? He didn't straight up say, I met you in a hot tub with your mom. He was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. How's your mom doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a standard response. A good part of the time, I'll just fake it for a minute and hope that it all comes back. You know, like, if I just wait a second, then something will click. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Now I remember. But then there's times, I can. I guess the problem is, like, the longer you let that go, the more embarrassing it is if later you have to say, yeah, I don't know. Um, like that's 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 shitty that's gonna be embarrassing no matter what but Uh, if you just like let it go eventually it gets to where now you've not only like forgot who they are but now you've lied to them essentially you're then getting caught in a lie yeah wait did you finish your story you told yeah yeah i think that was it i also remembered a story the other day where um someone was opening a new coffee shop and they booked this is also right when I first started. I was definitely, like, 18 and had just picked up a ukulele for the first time. And um, they were like, yeah, we're opening a coffee shop. We hear you make music. Want to play our opening? We would love that. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, they'd never heard my music. <laughs> and so I get there, and they're like, well, these 10 bands have to play before you. And it's like, it was 10. They booked 10 people on a bill. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess I'll just stay the course and wait for my turn. Right. And uh, my turn never came. It just never came? It just never came. Like, eventually they had like, to close? And... Yeah. Like, I was just kind of like, oh, so I'm going to play at, like, midnight I, to no one? Like, I'm out. <laughs> no way. Wait, so did I you... think, like, three or four people didn't get to play, too. It was like, the people weren't very considerate of other people's, like time slots too like no one was doing like 10 minute sets is a terrible idea yeah like they were people were doing like full sets for a coffee shop for a coffee shop opening it was really dysfunctional yeah i guess it's like we were saying earlier it's like if you don't if you don't play music i guess i don't know what you think what your idea of it is but we you would take certain things for granted you know like celia was saying i just like have a manual for folks who are just starting out yeah because you know we all take it for granted three bands is a good amount 
in certain situations, two is fine. Four is okay in some cases. More Tonight than that, was great. Tonight was great. Yeah. We all played shorter sets. Also, the fact that three of us were solo, like, that can work. But more than four is inappropriate. Like, yeah. it's rare that I've seen a show where that's okay. And Yeah, it's ten, like fine for the first... Ten is never a good idea. Yeah, ten like, is crazy. I have a question. What yeah. is the weirdest place you've ever played a show in? Weirdest space. That is difficult, and the main reason that's difficult is I flock to weird spaces. Right. No, I just feel like you would have the best answer for that. Like, there was a while when any time somebody was like, well, here's the normal thing, or we could do this, I'd be like, oh, yes. <laughs> let's do By the second means, one, for let's sure. Do the weird one. I mean, like, I'm just thinking of, I remember the fourth anniversary of my permanent tour. So almost exactly six years ago, I played in the woods. There was this just like beautiful little clearing in the woods. Not even really a clearing, but these kids in Memphis. Um, it was that kind of thing. They were like, well, there's this place, the lamplighter, and it's the bar. We could do it there. Or we could get a generator and do it in the woods. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it in the woods. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> that was a weird show partly because it was in the woods also because I had someone traveling with me and we were not getting along and it was the kind of thing where she kind of just like jumped on to just like tag along and hang out she wasn't like playing music and we had gotten along really well in the past like we had hung out two or three different times in her hometown like where she lives and that was fine but like us traveling together didn't work at all and we were like in the middle of deciding to maybe not travel together anymore and in the middle of this really beautiful show in the woods where I was also kind of like like we weren't a couple or anything and it you know I don't know if you had this experience but it's like it's one thing if you're if you're in a relationship and you hit like a rough patch and you're like even though it's hard you're like we need to work this out because like you're really important to me and we need to do that this this is like this was supposed to be just like kind of a fun little fling and we're having like breakup moment for something that like wasn't even a relationship so that was all happening in the middle of like what would have been one of my like favorite shows probably because of how beautiful the surrounding area was um but as far as it's not necessarily weird but i've played i played in, a, in an abandoned skating rink mm. one time that show is also strange. I was traveling with my good friend Dominique, and we at the time would play nude sometimes, um, which both of us were into. I only found out this recently that Dom was, um, she had started feeling sick that day, but didn't really tell me. And so, like, we were playing nude in this, like, drafty, <laughs> like, abandoned. Uh, skating rink and I guess she was having a really hard time but she didn't really at the time I think it was like the first tour we ever did and she was she was pretty young she was probably like 20 or something at the time this is like 8 or 9 years ago but um yeah she didn't communicate any of that and I had no idea and I had a blast and was just oblivious to the fact that she was cold and getting sick in this skating rink kind of like an abandoned skating rink Cold and sick, naked in a skate.
like sounds really like, uh, like sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> like, This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the Patreon pledges of Dewana Fryman, Meg Roberts, Christina Poez, and Evan Quayberg. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worst show ever. <laughs>